0: Today, on Grace to the Hearers, with Pastor Eric Kluth.
1: We need to continue to run the race that God has set before you, even if you're tired. Even if you're tired and worn out, you're still breathing, God still has a plan for you. And God will strengthen you. Understanding that we need to continue that race for God, because God is wanting to move forward, Therefore, we should not stop learning. We should not stop growing. May we not be complacent. May we not fall into the lies of tradition. May we have an open heart for the new things that God wants to do.
0: God wants to do something new and exciting in each of his children. It doesn't matter how old or how young, how strong or how weak. God has a plan and wants us to come along for the ride. Pastor Eric encourages us today to seek God's will for our lives and allow him to break down our walls to accomplish it. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part three of his message entitled, Lessons from Samaria, part two.
1: Here we see Jesus responding to the woman's question. Why are you asking me for water? Why are you doing this? <laughs> and Jesus, he says, woman, if you would only know the gift of God, if you would only know the gift of God, if you would only know who it is he who is speaking to you, asking you for water. If you only knew. See, the thing is, you guys, is that the woman was thinking about physical water. She was thinking of physical water, but Jesus was not thinking physically. He was thinking spiritually. He was concerned for her soul. He was concerned about this woman, not about the physical water. Because she tells Jesus She tells him, you know, he just got done saying, you know, I would give you the living water. And she's like, you just asked me for a drink. You have nothing to get water. (laughs) You've got nothing. How are you going to give out water when you don't have anything to get water? Honestly, she sounded like one of the disciples, right? (laughs) Where in the world are you going to get this living water? And so the woman continues to ask Jesus, is your water greater than our father Jacob's water? Is your water greater? I mean, because this is his well. This is where his sons and his livestock came and drink. Is your water better? And I love what Jesus said, you guys. I think this is probably one of the coolest verses in the Bible. He says to her, getting to her level, speaking to her, not being above her, not trying to just blow her off, he says, okay, you're talking about physical water, okay, so I'm going to meet you there. This water right here, your precious well, you're going to drink it, and you're going to be thirsty. You're going to continue to be thirsty. But the water that I'm talking about, you will never thirst no more, because it's going to be a fountain that springs forth within you that is going to lead to everlasting life. Because we need water to survive. But the thing is that the physical water that we have will only last a while. We'll continue to thirst for more. Have you ever been dehydrated? And so it's like you long for that water. But that's how our souls should be. It should be longing for the living water of God. Because once we have tasted it, once we have received it, once we have drank in that living water, our souls will never thirst again. It will never thirst again. And we, you guys, can, we can fall into the same trap as the woman. She was thinking physically. And we can fall into that same trap. Focusing on the things of this life. F- focusing on the, our physical things. They can be our main focus. Just as it was the main focus for this woman. Her main focus was water. <laughs> Right at this point, that's all we think about. That's all we want. We look to those physical things because we want to be satisfied. We long to be satisfied. That's why we do the things that we do. We are looking for satisfaction. And just as Jesus said to the woman, whoever drinks of this water, the physical water will thirst again. Meaning what? The physical things of this world will never satisfy you. The physical things of the world will never quench the the thirst within your soul. And if you're looking at the physical, you won't be satisfied. Now I know that our thoughts get engulfed with different things, right? Right? All the physical things around us, our minds just get engulfed with them. Those thoughts produce feelings and those feelings being overwhelmed, stress, no hope, no peace because you're not satisfied. You're roaming around. You don't have that peace. You don't have that satisfaction. And you're just, you're just, you're just going crazy in a sense. Why? Because you have not experienced satisfaction. And you will never feel satisfied with the things of the world. That's why. Your heart is longing to fulfill, you know, hey, I'll try this. I'll try this relationship. I'll try this experience. I'll try that experience. I'm trying all these different things, but I'm still thirsty. Why? Because you don't have the living water. The water that will end your thirsts. And Jesus said to the woman, he goes, If you would only know the gift of God. Well, what is the gift of God? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that brings your heart a feeling, an assurance of being satisfied. It fills the void. It fills the thirst. That gift brings justification. Just as you have never sinned. It brings you to God. (laughs) It connects you to God. If she would have only known the gift of God. The gift that brings eternal, long-lasting, never-ending life. Guys, Jesus brings this satisfying fulfillment to your soul. Every need, every desire, Jesus fulfills our hearts desire things your heart is desiring something but is your heart desiring jesus christ the thing is is that we need to take our focus and this is so hard i talked to dale about it this morning the flesh is so hard to get away from it's so hard to stop thinking of the physical things of this world It's so hard to stop thinking of all these things that are playing with your emotions, but those things are leaving you empty. But Christ is saying, if you would only just look to me, if you only understood who the one who is saying, I will give you water, you would be satisfied. May our hearts be looking for that satisfaction. Because if the physical things of the world would bring that feeling of being satisfied, you wouldn't be looking for more. If you were truly satisfied with the things of this world, you wouldn't be trying other things. You'd be satisfied. You'd be at peace. So we know that the things of the world does not satisfy But when you truly have that relationship with Jesus Christ, you truly understand and you speak to someone who has that understanding, who has that personal relationship with Christ. They have this peace and you're like, why are you so peaceful? Why are you so joyful? Because I am satisfied because I've got Christ. I can't explain it. Talk to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He will give you the same thing. Today is the day to try Jesus. Stop trying the things of this world and try Jesus. Honestly, just open your heart and say, you know what? I want to try you. You do it with everything else. Try Jesus. Try Him. See how He will fulfill you. How He will come through for you. How He will overflow you and fill you with His love and His presence. And embrace you and He'll never let go. If we can try everything else in this world, why can't we try Christ? Because he will fulfill you if you ask. If you ask me for this water, I would give it to you, he said to the woman. Be satisfied with Christ. So the woman is probably just going through a mix of emotions right now in her brain. This Jewish man's being nice. Now he's telling me about this eternal life water that I can't see. He has nothing to draw it with. I'm not getting this. But Christ, you guys, was there for her. And so in that, in the natural response, when you don't understand something, you start to argue. When you don't understand something, and you are familiar with your old ways, your traditions, you're going to start arguing because you are uncomfortable. And you need to go into defense mode. And so she goes into defense mode in verses 16. Jesus said to her first, he says, Go call your husband and come here. She just said, give me this water, right? So Jesus says, okay, go get your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our father's worship. This is the defense mode, okay? She understands that he is a man of God because he has just spoken a deep, hidden secret to her of not having a husband, but of having five husbands. And the one that she's with now is not her husband. And so she then goes into defense mode in verse 20. Our father's worshiped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem, in this place where one ought to worship. I think the key word there is you Jews. She just separated it. She just separated herself and said, you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place to worship. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You will worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. See, verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. And the woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak... To you, am he. Man, Jesus speaking to the depths of this woman's heart, declaring things not discussed. Jesus is calling out her sin, and when our sin is called out, we go into defense mode, naturally through the flesh. And the woman understands that Jesus must be a man of God, representing a God, because there's no other reason why he would have known these things. So then the woman goes from physical talk to spiritual talk. She discusses worship with Jesus. But Jesus goes straight to the point with this woman. He tells her, believe me, the time is coming when it will not matter where you worship God. Jesus tells the woman, you worship what you do not know. Because here's the thing, you guys, is that the Samaritans, he was right on with this point. The Samaritans believe that Moses commissioned an altar on Mount Gerizim, where they were at. The mountain of blessings. This was their justification of their system of worship on that mountain. She was worshiping something that she didn't know, but it was passed down by generation to generation. Tradition. And Jesus calls her out and he says, you worship what you do not know. And Jesus is at this point, you guys, get the point. He is longing for this woman's salvation. He is longing for her to see. The hour is here, he says, of true worshipers that will worship God. And Jesus reveals to the woman that she is not a true worshiper of God. Because a true worshiper of God will worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus was there not to argue, but to save this woman and so when he says that god must be worshipped in spirit and truth what does that mean well worshipping in spirit meaning this you are worshipping with your heart and not through your physical actions not through your physical sacrifices in a sense because the pharisees of the jews they had this down they were worshipping god with their religious deeds their outward appearance their outward worship But God tells us this, we must be worshiping Him through spirits. He tells us in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 11, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice to me? Says the Lord, I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams. And the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls. Or lambs or goats. What is God trying to communicate? I've had enough with the physical sacrifices. I want the heart of man. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 51.16. For you do not desire sacrifice. Or as I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. Samuel said this. In 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. Has the Lord... As a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams so God even in the time of sacrifice he is trying to teach the people it's not about the sacrifices it's what's behind the sacrifices what I care about it's what I long for is the heart behind it Jesus said this But go and learn what this means. So that's a word to us. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. God is not looking for your righteousness. He is looking for your heart and a heart that is repented to him. And then one that declares God as God. So worshiping in spirit means that you're worshiping within the heart. Not your physical beating heart, but the heart of your soul. Worshipping in truth, what does that mean? Well, worshiping God through Jesus Christ. That's what that means. Worshipping God through His Son, Christ, Jesus. Jesus said this, and this is the verse for our youth ministry. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. So you cannot worship God if you don't have Jesus Christ. You need Jesus. And He's willing to be had by you. You just have to ask. 1 John 5.20. This is amazing. It says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. In His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God of eternal life. To worship God, He needs your heart and you need Jesus Christ. Give your hearts to Jesus, and through Jesus, you can worship the Father. You can worship the God of heaven and earth, the one who has created all of this, who has created all of us. We can worship him because we have access to the throne through the blood of Christ. And the woman tells Jesus, I believe that the Messiah is coming. You know, the one who's called the Christ. But when he comes... He will tell us all the things. She didn't want to hear it from this Jewish man at the well, but here's the thing she was hearing it from the Christ. Because Jesus says, Guess what? I'm He. I mean, like, what? If that's not a knockout punch to the heart, I don't know what is. Lays it down I am He, I am the Messiah. And see, the thing is, is that you can argue all you want, but the thing is, is that Jesus is not going to argue about spiritual things. He is concerned about your salvation. You can argue Him all day long. Know that He is not arguing back. He is just concerned with your salvation. Because He is Messiah. He is Savior. And He tells you how to have eternal life. Believe in Him. Ask for the living water. And he will give it to you. And when you do receive this living water, you will be satisfied. You will have life. He's not looking to argue with you. So you can argue all you want. You can say, I'm waiting for the proof. I'm waiting for the proof to see him physically. Well, he is here physically through his word. I am he, the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word then became flesh, and we beheld his glory. Who in the world is that? He is here. I am he. The choice is up to you. Either you're going to continue in your fleshly desires or continue in your outward religious deeds, or you can come to Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who has given you life, and all you need to do is just ask him, just pour out and say, I need to be filled with your water because I don't want to thirst no longer. All you got to do is ask. Praise you, Jesus, for that. And may us as believers in Christ who have that living water, may we learn from Jesus in this. There is no need to argue with man. There is no need to argue with man. But there is a need to be concerned for man. Sharing the gospel is a concern. It is a commandment from God. Sharing the good news. Offering it to man. Letting them choose. But how can they choose if they do not hear? Romans 10.14 says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Continuing on to verse 15, And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, who bring glad tidings, who brings those things, the gospel of peace. By doing so, you are bringing the peace of God to the people. And they might respond in a mean, hurtful, hateful way. They might even take your life, but Christ is giving you his love to have compassion on them because you have the same heart as Christ because it's Christ living in you and he is longing for that person's soul to be with him for eternity. And he's going to do this. He's going to fulfill that. Through his people, but may we not take on the flesh and argue back. What do you mean you don't believe in my God? You know what? If they don't believe in their God, that's between them and God. And God will continue to work on their hearts. All you're called to do is to love them and to share the gospel. Can you handle that? Because life is too short to argue, it's too short to argue. Maybe this morning, you guys, you're arguing with Jesus. Maybe you're waiting for the Messiah to tell you all things. Well, Jesus is he, and he's pursuing your soul today. Maybe the Holy Spirit is tugging your heart. Maybe Jesus has spoken to you this day. Maybe he's spoken to the depths of your heart just as he spoke to the woman's heart, the depths of her heart. If so, today's the day of salvation. Don't harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. Surrender all things to Him. Surrender your life to Him. Accept that gift from God. God has laid the best gift that any man could receive right before us, and all we have to do is receive it. But you have the choice to reject it as well. That's intense. So, as we conclude, we need to continue to run the race that God has set before you. Even if you're tired. Even if you're tired and worn out. You're still breathing. God still has a plan for you. And God will strengthen you. Understanding that we need to continue that race for God because God is wanting to move forward. Therefore, we should not stop learning. We should not stop growing May we not be complacent. May we not fall into the lies of tradition. May we have an open heart for the new things that God wants to do. Keep looking for the new thing that God wants to do. Be satisfied, you guys. Enjoy the fullness, the peace, and the happiness, and the joy of Jesus Christ. Be satisfied with what is inside your soul. And again, life is too short to argue. just love. Just love and share. Yes, defending the gospel, defending the truth, but doing so with a heart of love and compassion behind it.
0: We hope the words Pastor Eric shared have encouraged you to learn even more about our Savior and seek His love and hope for your own life. Jesus has the power to change every person's life, wiping sin away and giving back a full life of love and grace. If you'd like to know more about Jesus and how you can have a personal relationship with Him, we'd love to tell you more please give us a call at 520-723-7047. That number again is 520-723-7047. We have much to share with you about Jesus, and we'd like to join you in prayer as you begin your journey of faith. One thing we'd encourage you in right away is to find a local church in which to get involved. If you are in the Coolidge, Arizona area, we would be thrilled to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Come join us for a time of worship and studying verse by verse through the Bible. You can find our weekly service times, church address, and directions through our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll also be able to read more about Pastor Eric, our church family, and what we believe. That website again is gracetothehearers.com. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to be blessed throughout your day. Tune in again as Pastor Eric continues teaching through the book of John, right here on Grace to the Hearers.